I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for January 11th. People in glass houses shouldn't throw anything, unless the government says it's okay. Today marks the release of 1982's Veer, a German film based on a Russian novel that pretty much defined our modern concept of dystopia. In the world of Veer, a political entity known as the One State has taken over the world and has ruled in peace for the past thousand years. Of course, that peace has come at the cost of individuality and privacy. People live in literal glass houses, their every action open to public scrutiny, with the exception of once a week when they can close the blinds for some sexy time with their designated partner. Everyone wears identical uniforms, they all follow identical and rigorous schedules, and anything from the old world is essentially forbidden, with the exception of a few relics on display at the ancient house, a museum of sorts. The main character, D-503, is helping to build a spaceship called Integral, which will set out among the stars to, as the one state puts it, subjugate the unknown beings on other planets who may still be living in the primitive condition of freedom to the beneficent yoke of reason. But here's the kicker. The novel on which the film is based was written by Soviet author Evgeny Zamyatin in 1921, which means his vision of an emotionless, loveless, oppressed populace ruled by a ruthless authoritarian government basically created an entire genre. The novel inspired works like Brave New World in 1984, all the way through more modern examples like Equilibrium, not to mention a pretty memorable Apple commercial. So how do things fare for D-503? Find out in a few. Born on this day in 1937, actor Felix Silla, who has played everything from Cousin It on the original Adams Family TV series, to Tweaky on Buck Rogers in the 25th century, to a Telosian in Star Trek's first pilot, The Cage, and a whole galaxy worth of aliens in between. Well, as it turns out, people don't like being told what to do and how to do it, even if it did work out pretty well for the one state for a thousand years or so. D-503 finds himself mixed up with I-330, a flirtatious and rebellious woman who flagrantly violates her society's rules. At first, D-503 is compelled to report her, but eventually comes in contact with a group planning to overthrow the one state. Do they succeed, or are they subject to the tortures of the one state's benefactor's machine? Well, I don't want to spoil too much, so suffice it to say it goes about as well as it normally does in dystopian fiction. The whole story is presented through the diaries of D-503, played with just the right amount of creepy glazed-over glee by Dieter Laser, the man with an incredible name and an even more incredible jawline, who would later go on to star in The Human Centipede, and whose sci-fi fans would recognize from Lex. Veer is a slow burn of a movie clearly made on a shoestring budget, but its minimalism works in its favor, giving it the sterile and quiet vibes of THX 1138. It provides an interesting analysis of human nature, human relationships, the power of government control, and the complicated relationship between happiness and freedom, all through the lens of a state united through technocratic progressivism. 
Not bad for a movie based on a novel that's almost a hundred years old. While Veer certainly looks like a low-budget 80s flick, it's surprisingly effective for what it is. And if nothing else, it's notable for being an adaptation of the novel that inspired countless representations of bleak, miserable futures for the human race. Thanks, Evgeny. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for January 11th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.